Hello, everyone. This is Dr. John Barrett with Dr. Stephen Harris. Hello. And we are here hosting Coffee with Shrinks. This is episode number four, I believe. And we're here to once again talk about the topic of madness. So this is Madness Part Two. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yes. So we're here to continue our conversation from uh, last time. Uh, It's been a little little time since we've done it so uh we'll we'll work out some of the kinks here but uh i think we're i'm i'm expecting a good episode today steve how about you yeah Yeah, i am i think this is a a very interesting topic and um i think there's a lot to to think about and and discuss yeah yeah and um i was thinking uh, about having you say some more things and then i because i know you've been doing some thinking on this mm-hmm. and then i i had um uh i guess we could call it a vignette or a case presentation that i'd like to share and then we can uh dialogue from there oh that would be great that would be great i i really enjoyed your uh um experience that you brought to it last time that was helpful i hope it was helpful to people who listened yeah, it was. Uh, it's fun, also, and, and nice for me to to be able to to bring up these these people and these uh, experiences that I've had that I, I I didn't know if I would ever be able to do anything with that experience. So it's uh, it's fun for me. Right. Right. Well, I think um, I'd like to start off saying something about um, that. I think that um, like so many things in our field, psychosis and psychotic experiences probably lie on a continuum, meaning that we're all capable if just enough things go wrong. And like one of those insurance commercials where everything starts falling apart, <laughs> that <laughs> it's, it's easy to tip the scales and fall into kind of, um, if not, maybe not schizophrenia, but maybe a, a really... Um, tentative and uh, terrified fear of falling into uh, some kind of craziness. Or the, and, and also it feels very crazy uh, on up to what we have started to call in, in uh, our world schizophrenia, the so-called schizophrenia. Uh, so, um, but I think what's interesting, I, I'm not going to sort of debate the whole different perspectives on schizophrenia as much as to say that they have found that um, when therapists really understand the symbolic language of psychosis and that they, when they intervene earlier rather than later, that uh, the recovery rate is quite good. And also when met with only kind of a medical model, as well as when um, returning to an environment that fails them relationally, this, the so-called schizophrenic especially when they're responded to with hostility, they end up uh, having another psychotic episode and return to the hospital. Uh, And so it speaks powerfully of a lot of relational influences, uh, environmental influences on the, the process of what we've called madness or schizophrenia and, and different degrees of psychosis. 
Yeah, so so that makes it really it it's not so much at least the way we're we're talking about it. Mm-hmm. There there's others that would disagree with this, mm-hmm. but it's not a medical disease so much. Right. Right. It, it's not um like uh, an infection or something like that. No, and, and tragically, when claims have been made about brain structure changes, some studies have shown that it's the medication that uh, causes those uh, those um, structural changes in the brain. So it's it's hard to pin it down. Right, right. Biological standpoint. Right, and and you know, as you're talking, um, what came to my mind, and maybe this is a. Uh, uh, one of the negative <laughs> negative parts about not rehearsing our our <laughs> podcast, <laughs> but I, I I remembered after listening to uh, our last episode, mm-hmm. I th- I thought it would be good if we could, it, and it might be helpful for the listeners if we could define madness a little bit. Oh, and, that, um, yeah, yeah, and um. I was going to leave that up to you. (laughs) Well, I think that's tricky because, um, you know, uh, in um, my new book where I'm uh, writing about the topic of madness, it's a broad scope of of, uh, experiences where um, people either lose contact with reality, like with a psychotic condition or um, schizophrenia, or... um, they, uh, uh, well, also here we go with our not rehearsing, but um, I've included in madness people who have more severe cases of mania and what we call today bipolar disorder. Um, and I think there's a lot of dissociative disorders that uh, 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 like multiple, what used to be called multiple personality or dissociative identity disorder um, and, um, I included suicide in mine, even though suiciders are very aware of their choices. They're not out of reality. They're almost too narrowly focused <laughs> on, on the desire to die. Yeah. yeah. Um, and now so would, would you, um, if you don't mind me interrupting, would yeah. you, did you put homicide in there as well? I didn't, but I introduce it as a part of the topic of suicide, um, because there are a, a fair amount of cases of suicide in which the person is so angry, but they can't kill the other person. But it's almost like the, the internalized negative image of the person that they are mad at is almost like they're, they kill, they, they, um, the fantasy is almost killing the other person through killing themselves, which is sounds maybe far fetched, but it's, it, this has been something that's been reported uh, quite often. I remember the um, well. We several months ago attended that suicide um, right. conference for our license renewal, and I believe the presenters presented material on that. That uh, that 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 sometimes suicide was sort of an inverted murder. Right. Of some kind. Yeah. In fact, I soon discovered, just to build on that, that 
the murder suicide is a chance to kill the person twice. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, to go back to the madness yeah. definition, I think um, I'm using madness in a colloquial way in some senses. Uh, uh, the philosopher Wittgenstein said, words don't mean what we, the dictionary or our technical manuals say, it's how we use them. And, society, uh -huh. you know, society uses madness to apply to a lot of things. And I think I'm stretching it more to that level of, you know, struggling to be within reality. And instead of like um, this idea of uh, being afraid of falling apart, you know, trying to have the dam not burst madness is sort of um the dam does burst <laughs> and yeah. and uh as george atwood would say uh it's a fall into an abyss it's a a, a mire of of really uh lost and uh of identity and uh to one degree or another and a, a very tough place to be and cope with sorry i'll, I'll let you yeah well and and then I would add there's there's um, you can oh, there's degrees of falling like mm -hmm. you can fall a little bit over the edge or you can fall way over the edge, mm -hmm. way, way over the edge. Yeah, right, right. I mean, probably at the sort of slightest edge of the mild form is the kind of what. Uh, uh, beyond called the psychotic part of the personality that every, everyone has an unprocessed sort of outside of reality part of themselves that if it gets touched on kind of is disconnected out of reality and we could momentarily lose ourselves and then return back to uh, uh, normal functioning after a, a lapse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. I can see that, right. So, well, that, I don't know if I'm helping you segue yeah. to your story. No, I don't. <laughs> well, I, I can't. I didn't know if, if you were, um, if you wanted to say more about what, what no. you were. Yeah, I, I could, but it feels like there's so much. And maybe your story will bring us back to some of the other topics i'm not sure but yeah because okay I, I think there's probably a lot that this particular mm -hmm. story will capture you know and and we can we can work with it um so like i said last time i i worked for uh, about 10 years with this population in in uh hospitals and board and cares and things and uh met a lot of different people and it was very difficult work mm -hmm. so but the i thought i'd share about this one guy that i met um i'm calling him james I, i'm changing a lot of the the identifying data but the, mm -hmm. it really the sort of heart of it is is true mm -hmm. um he he was uh, uh 35 years old and he was a he was a, a, a very large African-American man. He was about 6'5", and I'm not very good at guessing weight, but I, I would say he was between 250 and 300 pounds. He was mm -hmm. quite large, and I, I was uh, 
assigned to him and and uh after uh, initially meeting him he had to sign paperwork and things and uh i came back uh, the next week and i was actually on my way to see some other patients and he flagged me down and and i said oh hey hey james yeah i'm gonna be with you uh in a little while i gotta meet with so-and-so and 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 right there in in the hallway he actually was outdoor an outdoor hallway he started rapping to me um like the, the music like, rapping yeah uh -huh. yeah all right yeah. rapping and 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 like pointing at me and and getting in my face and and uh and so i stood there and listened to him and and then he was done and he sort of backed backed away and he was kind of like well sort of like what do you think of that and i said hey <laughs> you know that that's pretty impressive you know what I, did you make that up did you write that and he said no that's the beastie boys man that's the beastie boys and i said well that's wow you know i i've heard of them i i know a few of their songs or a couple of them i'd heard and the thing that i remember about them is that they had this mixture of rap music and rock mm -hmm. and, and they would incorporate the two genres and and he just he went on more about the beastie boys and and i said well you know i i, I wonder if you're i feel like you're trying to tell me something in this and mm -hmm. um i said i wonder if it has something to do with i wonder if you're trying to tell me that you know, even though like like this this the Beastie Boys sort of mixed what what we would think of as a a black music and a white music, mm -hmm. and and that that you're black and I'm white. Interesting. And and maybe you're telling me that that you feel like we could work together. And uh, he, I'm not I'm not sure if that was exactly like the perfect interpretation but uh -huh. he seemed to validate it and he kind of went on and, and 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 so that was the start of our relationship and we wow. uh -huh. we continued to meet and um i kept trying to understand what uh like his story mm -hmm. like i could never i could never get people's stories here because their charts didn't have history sections that were that meant anything right and um, you want to comment yet or you want to hear a little bit more? Well, yeah, I would like to comment. I think uh, that really your interpretation, you know, it, it just feels like it was worth taking a shot at that because um, here's this guy. I don't know. He's trying to relate to you and uh, it's bizarre and it, it really fits um, uh, a lot of the, the models of, psychotherapy for for psychotic individuals where you try to understand they're behaving in this concrete sometimes delusional or strange way and yet he's communicating something and um the symbolic language sometimes can say volumes about the combination of their attempts to connect and the crazy place they're in all at once yeah, yeah. And, and and you know i i didn't know it at the time but I and I'm still not even sure today mm -hmm. his he his father might have been white huh. um, or one of his parents. I, I, I don't know 
for sure. Um, but mm. as we go on, I, I could say a little bit more about that. So okay, there, there could have been something about that too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I would say at least he probably had a um, a white relative somewhere. Oh, okay. He, he was he was fairly light skinned. But for the context you were in with him, your your interpretation seemed to get some traction. Yeah, I think it did. Yeah, it did yeah. for sure. Uh huh. And um, in fact, he he went on at a. I think it was probably about six months in. We were talking one time, and he said to me, "You know, he goes, he goes, hey man, I, I just want to tell you something." you know, and I don't want you to take this wrong because I ain't that way because he was also very homophobic. He said, I want you, I'm not that way. And I, and I want you to take this wrong, but, but when I get out of here, man, I want, I want me and you to have a beer, man. (laughs) Yeah. And, And I said, I said, man, you don't know how much that touches me. I, I not only think we should have a beer, but we need to have some pizza too. (laughs) <laughs> and um he said he said yeah man and and i i kind of captures some of the like the warmth between us that yeah yeah that, that evolved it was pretty cool yeah and it just it seems like that speaks so much to the human being that's still there and maybe why people are made worse when they're not related to at that human level they just become increasingly alienated and uh, and it, it uh, sends them down a, a, a slippery slope into deeper into madness. Uh, and and so I think that it's so interesting how he responded, you know, to. Yeah. To- and so it, it remind you know, it reminds me, too, of I, I I I spent a lot of time trying to understand what like how he got to be where he was. Mm -hmm. And um, from what I could piece together, he, he was a, he grew up in a a suburb of LA. Mm -hmm. His parents split up when he was about four. Mm. He had two younger siblings. And the only thing I know about his childhood preteen was he liked to watch cartoons Mm-hmm. And and he felt like sometimes the cartoon characters were speaking to him, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that they were they, that he was kind of in the cartoon. Mm-hmm. And then he he went to high school, and um, he seemed like he was kind of a like a an outskirts kind of guy, but he wasn't. He it didn't seem like he was that really odd or or anything maybe he was kind of a little bit of a loner but but not too bad he he finished high school he said that in fact there there was a teacher that uh, at his high school that that he had a good relationship with that he told he said the teacher really believed in him Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then and then it seemed like things started to get a little shaky when he got out he Mm -hmm. um he went to community college and he got a he got a job at a fast food restaurant and then he started attending bible studies mm-hmm. and and he also 
as he said, he started to smoke the chiba. Oh. Uh, the chiba was his word for marijuana. Okay. And and that's what he he would say that it all went bad because of the chiba. Okay. Yeah. And and so where it really went bad was was one night he went to his work and uh he got fired. Ooh. Uh-huh. And I, I asked him later if did he smoke the chiba before he went to work? And he said, yes, he did. Ah, uh, and uh. so I, I guess he went to work high. He got fired. And I think he got into a little bit of an altercation or something because uh-huh. he, he fled the grounds. And I don't know if he hallucinated this or if it really happened, but he started to run from the police in his car. Oh, and uh, he he got up onto the freeway, and he felt like other like people were after him, mm-hmm. and so he pulled over to one of those call boxes. Yeah, and and he called, and then the police showed up, and they arrested him, and he kept saying, "You've got the wrong guy." Mm-hmm. I'm not the one. I'm the one being chased, mm-hmm. and they arrested him. And from there, he he went to jail. I don't know what happened, but he was. I believe he was severely, physically, and sexually abused in jail. Uh. And from what I could gather, from then on, he was in a pretty deeply psychotic state mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's sad yeah yeah it's interesting to think about that because um i i know you and i when we try to work with someone like that we try to pursue maybe some hypotheses about how they might be trying to relate and i was thinking about if i don't know if he had a history of abuse as well but uh Someone like this can, I mean, we, there, we know that cert, a lot of people can have a paranoid reaction to marijuana. Right. right. You're already pretty vigilant about being hurt or alienated, you know, strike two. You know? Yeah. 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 And, yeah. Uh, and then I'm even thinking about his, I, I just like to speculate about this, his idea of uh, being in the cartoon um, when an individual feels so alienated uh and uh, withdraws. It's fascinating how they seem to um, create another reality that they can feel safe within. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and so and I'm not sure. I I couldn't really pinpoint. Like, was he abused as a child? Was what was the story with his father? Mm-hmm. Um. You know, he didn't relay any of that type mm. of information to me. So I couldn't, I could never confirm those hypotheses. Yeah. But he almost sounds like he started to, whatever triggered it, the marijuana seemed to play a role in his becoming really terrified or, or paranoid. Yeah. Yeah. And, and almost seemed to act in accordance with like, I'm in trouble before I get in trouble. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, and and he was about oh, I don't know if he was 
around 20 or so. And I, mm -hmm. I think, I think that's a, a key age for people that have psychotic breaks. It's one of the, one of the times. Yeah. Yeah. I know sometimes that argument is made to be biological, but I, I theorize that it's because life starts to get more challenging. You know, you're expected to be more independent. And uh, if uh, you're, you're vulnerable to some of those changes, you may not navigate them too well. Yeah. I tend to think it's developmental as well. Yeah. Mm. You know, transitional time for him. Mm -hmm. Um going to school yeah yeah working trying to figure out life right um yeah 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 well that's a tragic story because it doesn't sound like uh that he had a he was in a pretty deep hole with uh a, a, a descent into madness you know he, he you know he he was it, he he wasn't as deep as some of the other people but uh Mm -hmm. he was quite he was quite deep i um especially yeah. by the time this happened in in jail and yeah so this was you know 15 years removed from that incident at least yeah yeah right and um hey i'm i'm aware that we're pushing 30 minutes here right right and um i could share a little bit of the the way it ended for him, at least he and I's relationship. Sure. That I think we'd that, probably all like to know about that. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, he started to get, I, I think he started to get a little better at the, at the facility. And he actually started to talk about getting out and, mm. and, le and leaving. Mm. And I encouraged him to do that. And, and we talked about that. And, uh, and then all of a sudden, one one week, I, I I went in and he was in the locked unit, mm. and uh, he had uh, he had gotten in a fight, and um, you know, I don't know, I don't think he hurt anybody, but he threatened somebody, and and they put him in the locked unit, and <laughs> I, and and after he got there. He started to, I started to lose touch with him mm -hmm. um, because for a variety of reasons. I mean, one was just the, the locked unit was impossible to do anything therapeutic. But um, I, th I, I think what happened was that he started to entertain ideas of freedom mm -hmm. and, and he got scared mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and, he, and he got himself arrested. Oh, that's, yeah, that's sad. Yeah. Uh, it, and it just, uh, much more extreme circumstances and a lot more at stake than, than, you know, each of us, when we make steps forward and steps backwards. <laughs> yeah. In, yeah. In our lives, we, we all have that experience, but, uh, more, more tragic circumstances and consequences. Yeah. Yeah, boy. Mm. Well, I'm wondering if we should. Uh, yeah, maybe we should wind down, but uh, we'll have to decide whether we're we're done with madness or not, or maybe we'll circle back to it in in later podcasts. I don't that's know. A, yeah, I, I think we could do we could do more on this, mm -hmm. and, um, 
Because I think it does relate to even more what we would call just maybe neurotic difficulties or mm-hmm. you know certain challenges and um like you know we're all we all have to deal with a little bit of madness in ourselves all right. the time so. right right yep yeah that's that's true so and that's a different idea of madness but a very important one yeah yeah so okay well why don't we uh say goodbye then and we'll uh we'll sign off sign off and see everybody next time and thanks for thanks for joining us on coffee with shrinks yes thank you goodbye all bye-bye bye